you know, I, it's, it's better to be uncomfortable and push yourself farther. I'm Chris Farrell. And I'm Twyla Dang. And this is Small Change, Money Stories from the Neighborhood. We're in Wilmer, a fast-growing city of more than 21,000 people located in west-central Minnesota. Now, that's about a two-hour drive heading west from the Twin Cities. And much of the trip, it's on a two-lane highway. Agriculture and agribusiness dominate the local economy. The city is increasingly diverse, including growing numbers of Somali and Latino residents. Downtown Wilmer is home to many businesses. Among them is Spurs Bar and Grill, started by Esperanza and her daughter Stephanie. Well, my name is Esperanza Aide Lopez Franco. Uh, I'm Stephanie Lopez, and I am Esperanza's uh, first and only daughter. Esperanza came up with the idea of starting Spurs when she was working at two restaurants in town. The owners were going to retire. How did you come up with the idea for Spurs? Well, um, I used to work on the... Um, uh, I have uh, two jobs. It was the bowling entertainment in, at the mall at Jogger Plus. And my two, uh, the two owners, my two bosses, they were about to retire like because they're 70-some years old. And they just want to leave everything and sell everything. So I was inclined to keep going. It was sad for me because the, those two businesses basically disappeared. And I said, well, I need a place. And I'm, I'm gonna, I was living my dream and having the customers every day. So I wish that I just can um, continue the next day and open the door, the same business or the same building. But. No, it, it, that needed to be gone. So I need to start with a, with a new place. <laughs> yeah. it's, a, it's a sports bar? Yeah, it is. It is a sports bar. It's, um, we just got our liquor license approved. So it's, it's turning little by little what we want, yeah. <laughs> and Stephanie, how did you get involved? Um, well, at the time that my mom had these two jobs, uh, I I was kind of doing my my own thing. I was uh, a young teenager, and uh, my my life just revolved around having fun and doing whatever I wanted. Um, and so, uh, at the time that my mom mentioned that. Um, the two restaurants were going to close down and that the uh, business owners were going to retire. Um, you know, I didn't really pay much too much mind of it. Um, I was working my own jobs and uh, I actually um, got enrolled into an alternative school so I can graduate a little earlier. And everything just kind of fell into place because at the time that I graduated, I found out I was pregnant. And uh, during my pregnancy is when uh, we started construction here at the 313 building, and uh, we kind of worked together. We bonded very much uh, working together, you know, doing the simple tasks, how I mentioned earlier. We, we stained and sealed the, the wood on the ceiling. We, we put down the wall trim and just a little other uh, little details uh, that helped us bond together as well as uh, realizing almost, you know, we, I'm, since I'm her only child, uh, we bonded a lot through, uh, like, cooking. And so the restaurant was just perfect for us. And why a restaurant? Well, I love to cook. That's, when, uh, that's a, a dream for me. I, I finished school as an industrial engineer, and I was working as a an, an, uh, quality engineer. But I cook with my mom. My mom used to own a local business. 
and it has a, a really good memories for me um, all my all my life pretty much cooking so where did the money come from to uh, to start the restaurant yeah. well it it was um, a challenge because it is expensive to do a commercial kitchen it is but I was looking my my boss from uh, cafe Persepolis uh, the buildings the buildings needs to be gone so I take off the equipment like I he said just give me a price just give me like this much for the equip for the whole equipment and he put up one price but I I was still working at the mall with him so pretty much half of the building the equipment I pay it with money like cash money and the other I pay it with my work it took me a while when I was. How long did it take? Yeah, you? it takes me. Well, the total time it was four years. Okay. But I was uh, working. The the job was still open, and um, and then when I have uh, all the equipment and uh, pretty much the frame from the kitchen, economic developer center they give me, give us a grant, a loan, and and Latino economic, uh, they give us another loan. Okay. They, like a business loan, like a small, a small business loan, but they 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 didn't say no. Or they come with, uh, we help you. Like they they offer the help. It was pretty good. Yeah. The Latino Economic Development Center, based in St. Paul, Minnesota, is an association of Latino entrepreneurs. The organization offers a number of programs to support the Latino community, such as business loans, startup expertise, and training. Esperanza and Stephanie also got support from Wilmer Economic and Community Development. And Stephanie, were you part of the, I guess, the sweat equity? Yes, I put mm-hmm. in I put in my money's worth with mm-hmm. my volunteering. <laughs> yeah, and... and yeah. We do the whole construction. There was this is a historic building, so it was auto code everything, electricity, plumbing. We needed to bring it from outside, from from scratch. And a frame, a, a, a friend did a frame, and for us to hire a, a construction company, it was so expensive because they say for the floor. This much is the price of the floor, and you gotta pay this much for the labor. So that's why we end doing everything. We we did a lot of it, you know. Like with the plumbing, it was our friend Paul the uh-huh. Paul the plumber. You know, uh-huh. with the electrician, it was like our friend uh-huh. the electrician. It was a uh, license the plumbing and oh, a license yes, electrician. Yeah, and, right. Uh, <laughs> but in a fair price, like with the money that the Latino ADC or uh, Wilmar ADC give us we were able to pay them because it's a license um it's a license work but and um, had you known them from before yeah i yes. know them from before yeah uh-huh. and it being like a historic building and it being completely unfurbished they were real picky about what is going to happen mm-hmm. you know so they wanted to know everything they wanted to know how are you going to have it set up mm-hmm. where where is this wall going to be you know mm-hmm. um and so we were with they they were on our butts about that uh-huh. about making sure that it yeah. was going to be like official <laughs> So not only do they want to help you because they were your friends, but mm-hmm. they actually brought real expertise mm-hmm. that 
given if you had hired someone to do the project Mm -hmm. they could have really told you anything and you wouldn't have known but because Mm -hmm. these people actually cared about you they could they they could take that extra step and go okay Mm -hmm. we're going to make sure it's right and Uh we do and and they had the knowledge base to know about the historic building and what you wanted to accomplish yeah and i also feel like since they were our friends mm -hmm. like their their intention was really good you know Mm -hmm. and i felt like that brought a lot of you know just good um intuitive thought onto the business when Mm -hmm. we opened and us even being still here today because there has been a few businesses in Wilmer that that didn't last and that's how Mm -hmm. that's how I know and I'm happy that we're going to be moving on here finally with the bar um because mm-hmm. because I feel like we've made a stamp on uh-huh. on our name on who we are and it's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how did COVID affect you? Oh, it was really bad. Um, we lose all the events like the graduations, wedding, birthday party, all the all the events. Um, I used to have meetings uh, for different business or or yeah the school. They, they just want to get out of the place and do the meeting here so, so I, I, don't, I don't mean to interrupt but so this uh-huh. is really a community place it's a community uh-huh. place yeah uh-huh oh, okay. they, i tell them to use them by their like their own so i have a bunch of groups coming mm-hmm. from from getting together for a small business for a small uh, meeting um like uh, like a good celebration like a like a party retirement, all kind of celebrations. So we lose all these events, all of these. And and um, uh, when they when they say stay home, pretty much all the people stay home. Like, uh-huh. Right. Uh-huh. so you have you have to move menu online and do delivery. But the city react really good. Like um, the local business, like Perkins, uh, Genio, the company Genio, uh, they were doing like um, gift cards or, or they buy the meal from the employees. They would get like uh, massive uh, amounts massive of, amount, uh-huh. of or like they it would be an order of like maybe 20, 20 people and up. Um, uh-huh. And they would come pick it up or deliver it. It was mostly other businesses that helped uh-huh. us get get by when uh-huh. it came by to the COVID. Esperanza mentioned Jenny O and Perkins. Jenny O Turkey Store is the largest employer in town, and Perkins Lumber is a family-owned business. And so did the businesses talk to each other and yeah. say, how can we support each other? Uh-huh. They were doing this to all the local business, like all the restaurants, um, like Genio, that is the Turkey company. Uh, they have um, like 150 employees and, and they buy um, the meal uh, every day. So we got we to gotta do like, let's say, uh, 50 meals. And then the other business do a 50 meals next day, like that. They were they were doing that for months. Perkins Lumbers too. They say, well, the guys um, they are not eating together, like they are in separate groups. But uh, I need to order like a $500 on gift cards so they can buy it on their own time. Uh-huh. They did that. All the all the local business uh, construction companies they were doing that. And now uh-huh. you're opening up again. Opening up again, and, and they're they just come back again, <laughs> little by little, but they are coming back. But I feel like, uh, like thankful for all the community that support because, uh, yeah, they get together and they say let's let's help each other. Yeah. 
Esperanza and Stephanie are clearly a part of the community. They ended up in Wilmer thanks to a visit to Esperanza's aunt in 1998. Her aunt has an autistic son, and she moved to Wilmer for better care than she could get in Texas. For Esperanza, it was love at first sight. So how did you end up in Wilmer? Well, I, I come in uh, 1998 just for vacations. My aunt, the uh, lady was just here a little bit. She has an autist um, uh, son that needs to be in a home, in a home for being cared. So they don't have that help in Texas or any, like in the South. So she, she needed to move here. And I came to visit her because I miss her. And I, the city was so beautiful to me. It was big gardens and, and the lakes. The lakes, you take a look inside of the lake and a bunch of fishes. And <laughs> it was just beautiful. And I told my mom, I, I'm just going to go live there. I'm going to buy my house. And probably I come out with a restaurant or or a business and and stay there. So you got to move over there with us when I'm ready. <laughs> and I, I was a single mom and she was the only one. And and I want to... I wanna, she grows here, like, for school. Everything was beautiful to me. So it was like, um, uh, it would be cool if she grows in Wilmar and, and, and we can make a living here. Uh-huh. And did your mom come? She comes and visit, yeah. She, she, stay, she yeah. still is in love from her city, but um, she stays for three or six months often. Uh-huh. And yeah. I feel like another reason why my mom uh, was inclined to come here to Minnesota was because uh, where, we're, where we're from in Mexico is Reino Tamaulipas. Uh, it's a big war on drugs. It's been happening for a long mm-hmm. time now. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not new uh, mm-hmm. to know. Um, and so, yes, yeah, so, you know, Minnesota is definitely way, way, way much m- more m- nicer when it comes to, um, you know, community aspects, uh-huh. the 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 way the greenery is here, or even just something as simple as, you know, me going on a bike ride with my friends. That wouldn't be uh-huh. a possibility if we were still in Reynosa. Uh-huh. And so growing up, it sounds, did you learn entrepreneurship, starting a business? Did you get that uh-huh. knowledge or desire from your mom? Or Well, it, it is, uh, I, my dad passed away when I was 17, so... Uh, that's what I how and I became engineer because I start working in a company. Uh, they build cars, so they pay for my university, and it's a different. Um, like cooking and the cars is different, but uh, it's a sacrifice that you gotta go to school and you gotta uh, go to work at the same time, and and uh, and. When I work over here uh, with my bosses, uh, I cook. I stay pretty much all day with them uh, working. And, and, and I, I saw that opportunity to, to keep going with the, with the kitchen. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But it's, there's no way for, uh, like, like, with the money that I have, like, the hood, just the hood is like a $25,000. So it was like a dream. But he, they were um, 
¿Cómo se dice? Mis, the, my sponsors. They were or, like, a, they, my, they mentored her. Men, yeah, my mentors. The, yeah. They were my mentors, yeah. They were, yeah, you can do it. Yes, you can do it. They were pushing. Mm -hmm. Because I, I can, to be honest, I quit like a hundred times. <laughs> For be honest, yeah, I quit. It was it was too much, doing the construction and getting into all these um, codes, and uh, yeah, the money was an, an issue too. In a, in some point, and the COVID, it was like oh, like but it, it since we open is we we're living our dream. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, we don't regret it. It's. <laughs> Uh -huh. And it's crazy how she says that she's quit a hundred times. I've probably quit double that, you know, but, uh -huh. but, and it, it's just when it, I think that's natural when it comes to owning a business, there's days, there's those days that, you know, you feel like you don't want to do it anymore. There's days that you feel uh -huh. like it's not worth it or, you know, you can do, you can do something else. But I, a big part of that, that I've learned to, um, uh, something that I've just came to realize is like, I can't be. Uh, I can't be, I can't be comfortable with being comfortable, you mm -hmm. know, I, it's, it's better to be uncomfortable and push yourself farther. And that's mm -hmm. another realization that I had when I wanted to quit was, you know, I, if I pushed myself or ourselves, we pushed each mm -hmm. other to get to this point, you know, where we're more than capable to succeed after mm -hmm. that point or continue after that point. We'll be back with more small change. Small Change is supported by Thrivent through generous support from the Thrivent Foundation. Thrivent is driven by a higher purpose to help people achieve financial clarity and to make the most of all they've been given. Small Change is also supported in part by the McKnight Foundation, which works to advance a more just, creative, and abundant future where people and planet thrive. Learn more at McKnight.org. Welcome back to Small Change. Imagine, we're sitting in their restaurant in the 313 building in downtown Wilmer. It's an historic building. That means the cost of renovation and the care taken during remodeling is more complex. It has to meet both business code and historical code. And they did much of it on their own, with critical help from trusted friends who also happen to be skilled tradespeople. So I mean, yeah. we're looking at it's uh, what is that? A beige, white, beige, uh -huh. white walls, uh -huh. very smooth, yeah. clean. And well, what was what was just? There was nothing. It was nothing. Was it was nothing. just the the these poles, the two by fours. Yeah, just the two by fours. The two by fours. So, so this so. is really just foundation wall and uh -huh. like yeah. studs. Uh huh. Wow. So it was my my friend Paul is the electrician, but he knows. And I told Paul, I, I may need to do the walls because the guy that can help me, he will charge $8,000. I don't have $8,000. <laughs> and he said, no, you can do it. You can do it. And and how? But you got to do it like that. He, he told me how to do it, right? And if you don't understand, if you don't get it, watch some videos on YouTube or, or ask <laughs> me. Yeah. I, okay. Can I... I just need to point out that I mean if you if you can see this I mean if you can see that this is a fully beautiful wonderfully laid Absolutely. out 
um, very thoughtful restaurant. Mm-hmm. And the idea that, I mean, you've already told us what kind yeah. of determination you had and uh-huh. how, you're, how you came in and, you know, did a lot of this work yourself. Uh-huh. But the idea that you came and built this entire uh-huh. thing and yeah. at different points you literally went to your phone or went to your tablet and looked it up yeah. on YouTube yeah. and said, okay, and now we're going to do this thing. Uh-huh. Um, well, it already it already speaks to what sounds like. Uh-huh. Uh, it sounds like you both have real deep, yeah. um, not just skill sets, like but but real deep, like intuitive and adaptable. Uh-huh. You know, like uh-huh. you yeah. just you just don't let things stop you. It sounds mm-hmm. like yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I say. I quick sometimes because I feel overwhelmed. <laughs> but uh, he say, but this is needs to be a commercial wall. So that means you cannot put the screw this way, or you just type in one time. So this job you may need it to do like three times because it, it will crack, or you gotta put an insulation because if you are playing music like you want because that was. Just throwing a party, right? Like if you're gonna play loud music with the DJ or big speaker, so the guy over there is gonna complain. So you gotta put the soundproof um, insulation, and then put the sheer rock, and then type it. And you did Let all it this. Let it dry and type it again. Let it dry and type it again, so it won't crack. And then sand it, and then we can come out with the primer after. Well, it was like impossible. Like I gotta do it. Like. And then I do it little by little. It doesn't take me like a day or two or three with a, like a normal construction can do it. It took me like maybe the whole month, including because of the money, because I got to come out with this amount of money. But it was done. It she was give you like a time frame. Uh-huh. So the construction started in 2015. Uh-huh. We didn't we didn't open until August of 2018. 18. Yeah, it takes uh-huh. three years. And you were both of you were working this whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at other jobs. At other, at other jobs. jobs. Yeah. 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 So, so you're doing the construct. I'm sorry. Oh no, you're. I was thinking they're doing the. You're you're working full time somewhere in other places. Uh-huh. Uh, you're doing the construction yourselves. Yeah. You already told us you were doing like this side hustle because you know how to do birthday parties Double and special and arches and things mm-hmm. like this. So. And you had to time this project out so that when there was money, you could kind of sort of seize the opportunity mm-hmm. when there was money. Yeah. When did you sleep? <laughs> well, that's a good question. This place didn't have the electricity on. So we finished pretty much at the time that I have to be here, pretty much every day, until 3 a.m. I sleep just a few hours, just a few hours. And then, uh, yeah, uh, 3 to 8.30 was basically my sleeping time and and my money and sometimes i say i gotta do eggs this whole week nothing else just eggs and water and sometimes i i gotta say oh, i'm bored from the eggs i gotta go and get five dollar pizza before they close to keep going like it was sometimes it was like not money left just put everything here uh and and the sleep it was the same thing <laughs> And she was pregnant and working, and uh huh. Yeah. It's really impressive. It's really wow, I mean, a lot of work, yeah. But we got that view, like we're gonna be there one day. So, how did you, you know, learn about money? I mean, you're really uh-huh. smart with money. You yeah. had very little, and uh-huh. you managed to, you know. I mean, with, uh-huh. with with work, but I mean, but you really, but you managed yeah. to build a restaurant. Yeah, this it's about uh, being smart to spend the money that you have. Like um, when I was in in the university, 
I was doing the my house payment too, and I was a single mom, so it was it was uh, pretty much a period of three or four years being broke. I call it being broke, but I'm gonna finish. Um, by the end of these three or four years, I'm gonna be engineer. So it was this was basically the same. So I'm gonna be smart with the money. And I'm gonna be super broke. You are you are willing to sacrifice, our or on on your how can I gonna how can I say you're willing to take the risk on your for you on you. So like, it's like uh-huh. your goal uh-huh. or your, your vision of where you vision, wanted to yeah. be. You you gotta be willing to take that risk on your on your goal. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's easy when you have the goal. When you say I want it, it may sound uh, impossible or dumb for everybody. But when you have it as your goal and you're willing to take the risk, and you don't want to be like happy to be comfortable, but but just being comfortable, so you're willing to do stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And and it will go. It will it will come true. <laughs> and and you because you were talking about the the funding right like the the money how we were yes. so yes yeah, so I feel well this is just this, and this might just be me right but us being Hispanic you know um, we ha- there's like frugality there because we're the type to be like oh well I'm the type and I've gotten this from my mom is like I'll do it myself I'll fix it myself instead of calling whoever official man <laughs> to come to it for me for three times the price you know so uh-huh. I, I feel like we have that um that drive to i can do it i can do it you know don't and you have youtube <laughs> and we have youtube so yes yeah. <laughs> and and it takes you like it it gives you like kind of insomnia too because you say i cannot go to sleep without before google it or watching the video that i was supposed to do it or yeah it is like like that like for example if i want a nails or eyelashes like i gotta choose the one dollar the dollar tree nails and eyelashes instead of go to someone because I got to put that money in a piece of title or mm-hmm. or like an, an extra light or stuff like that. I think there's a particular determination, determination mm-hmm. yeah. that comes mm-hmm. from saying mm-hmm. I can, not just the idea that I'll sacrifice, mm-hmm. but the idea that I can figure that out. Mm-hmm. Like I can, I yeah. can figure out because this, I mean, you literally described uh-huh. like going to get yourself nails from Dollar uh-huh. Tree to do them yourself with the uh-huh. same ease, yeah. as you said, we had to put up these walls mm-hmm. and yeah. soundproof them for the business next door. Uh-huh. And they're leagues apart, but yeah. they're also very much similar. Yeah, it is. Esperanza and Stephanie are rightly proud of the work they've done in creating their restaurant. It's really impressive. They don't own the building. They told the landlord if he plans on selling, they'd like to buy it. They feel at home in downtown Wilmer. Uh, we don't own the building, but uh, I, we see it as our own. Like, we take it as our, our, our own building. Mm-hmm. And I even told the landlord if he's planning to sell it, uh, if he, he can uh, do that to us to sell the building, we were willing to buy it. <laughs> Yeah. And, and I actually like that we're located here because when we first moved here to Wilmer, Minnesota, we lived at the apartment buildings just right here across the street. Okay. Yeah, from 2004 to 2010. Uh-huh. So, so I remember just I remember this building. You know, these windows used to be the the upcoming theater place. 
And and I would always and I would ride my bike around here and I'd always look at the fun windows and I'd always wanted to go to a play but we we, we just never went. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. No big deal. But um I love I just I just love how things kind of fell into place how I used to live downtown. I have a restaurant downtown and uh if I could if we can I would definitely be interested into owning the building. Mm-hmm. So it's really like um it's almost like when you, as an entrepreneur, you decided, it's like you made the decision you want to stay here, mm-hmm. and then you mm-hmm. wound up sort of coming, you know, literally coming back to your own backyard. To yeah. Start business. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. 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 But, I mean, was it hard? I mean, it's hard enough to start a business, and then uh-huh. you're women, and yeah. then, you know, Latina, Hispanic, I mean. Yeah. Any- Single moms. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, mm-hmm. it was, yeah, it's about, um, it was, it's about uh, setting the goal and dream about it, like uh, just not be like uh, I don't know because we can go just go to work in Walmart or Target and get the money and rest the days of the day. But it takes it takes time, it takes uh, money, it takes uh, sacrifice and the determination to do uh, your dream. Like uh, if this is your dream or you want to be here or you want to do this. Is uh, is uh, and I'm not junk. I'm also 44, and I feel like uh, tired and all of these. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I so I have a quick question um, mm-hmm. because we had asked you as Bronzer earlier about uh-huh. sort of like how you learned about money. Mm-hmm. Um, Stephanie, can you tell me how? Watching your mom as an example and watching her do this and helping her do this, how did it how did it inform and how does it inform how you approach money and how you think of and interact with money? Um, so I actually started working when I was fourteen. So um, how I mentioned earlier, you know, when I was a teenager, I wanted to do everything that I wanted to do. Um, my mom was uh, busy with her two jobs. Um, um, so she she couldn't really uh, give me everything that I wanted. She gave me everything that I needed, but not everything that I wanted. And uh, and I guess I was a little selfish there. I wanted to, I didn't ask her if I could get the job. I told her, "Hey, mom, I have a job now. I'm going to be gone these days." And what did I do with my money? I I bought all the things that I wanted and could ever dream about. You know, um, but. I I feel like a big part of where um, I learned about money and where I feel like I've naturally been led to um, was uh, finance and customer service. And so uh, when I was working, my first job was McDonald's. Um, Seven months into working there, they asked me, being one of the few miners that worked there, if I wanted to do the books. You know, like the, like you count the cash register and you make the deposit. And of course, I thought that was the coolest thing ever. I said, hell yes, I'm going to do the, I'll, I'll do that. I'll take that position. And so after, you know, growing out of the little selfish teenager phase, um, you know, I graduated a school early. I was a manager after the McDonald's position here at the Holiday Gas Station. And that also uh, gave me a lot of more information on how finances work. So uh, I was uh, living with my boyfriend at the time, um, and the house that I was living at is is now mine. So I've been mm-hmm. I've been living there, and I'm the one who always, uh, you know, dealt with like uh, how the bills are getting paid and everything, money management. I've learned from a really young age, mm-hmm. and so um, I remember that I tell her one time, I have this much money it was one thousand two hundred, 
and it was for the house payment. I have a late payment on the house, and and it was the the other payment together, right? And I said, I can I can buy you shoes because she needs the stuff or go back to school. I told I I can buy you shoes and the backpack and clothes that you needed, but I need to put it into the house because this is your home. If if I give you all of this instead of paying the house, we're gonna lose our house. Like. We're going to be homeless and moving around maybe with an expensive rent or something like mm-hmm. that. And I think it's when, when she chooses to go to work because she wants some kind of shoes, she, yes, at some the type time of that, clothes. The, time and, that I, the reason why I mm-hmm. got the job and at the time that I was working um, from the age of 14 to 18 was and nothing was glitter and gold. You know, me and my mom were going through a hard time mm-hmm. emotionally and financially and uh, a big part of that. Um, and then me being an only child, I feel like I've had that solitude and independence throughout my life where it wasn't as hard for me to deal with. But um, it, it was little, uh-huh. a little hard. Uh-huh. And But now we're good. Now we're at a... Not, uh-huh. now we're, I'm not going to say we're good because how I mentioned earlier, can't be comfortable with being comfortable. But I, we're in a way better position than we were before. Uh-huh. And I'm very grateful for that. What advice would you give to someone who's in similar shoes to you? That you, you have a dream, uh-huh. you have, you know, a vision for something that you want to get uh-huh. toward, you want to work toward it. What would you, where would you tell them to start? What would you tell them to do? Well, they do uh, one day at a time. The, the help will come out. Like, uh, he needs to set up his goal and use the, what, um, use use everything that is around like money help or i would say you uh definitely have to apply yourself you Uh know you can't you can't just have the goal and and think it's going to happen you have to Mm -hmm. apply yourself you have to educate yourself and there's many resources Mm -hmm. onto where you can do that Mm -hmm. you know with your within your community uh the the internet the library Uh showing up to any public events that the Mm -hmm. community is withholding you really have to uh uh, let yourself be known. You have to. You have to. You have to uh-huh. drive and push yourself to yourself. every to day. To make like, it happen every day. Uh, every day, like if if you're tired, don't quit. As we did so mm-hmm. many times, just rest, uh, come down, and start all over. Twyla Esperanza and Stephanie worked extremely hard for many years to bring their dream to life. Yes, they wanted to quit many times over the years. Yet they didn't. They persevered. They sacrificed. But Chris, they also had support. We have this tagline, community is the best investment a person can make. Well, they had a circle of people they could rely on, from the skilled trades to restaurant mentors, that helped them open their restaurant. Ultimately, we're talking about resilience, the kind of energy and fortitude that drove Esperanza and Stephanie to stick to their vision and will their dream into reality. Thanks for listening. This podcast is a production of Minnesota Public Radio and American Public Media. Small change would not have been possible without the work of many people, including Executive Producer Stephanie Curtis, Producers Chris Farrell, Twyla Dang, and Veronica Rodriguez, Original Music by Dexter Wolf, and special thanks to our NPR intern, Arsha Hussein. You can find other small change episodes and find resources for more information about money by going to our website, smallchangestories.org. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Pinterest. 
A special thank you to the Thrivent Foundation and the McKnight Foundation for their generous support.